Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello and welcome back everyone. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Welcome, welcome Sabbath morning. I said it before you this time. <laughs> Damn it, Katie. I was about to burst into song and everything. Uh, I know. Your singing is just so lovely. <laughs> I know. I know. Basically, they should cut me a record deal soon, but we'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, how's it going, Sarah? What's new? Pretty good. Um, Katie and I just recorded a Patreon episode before where we discuss our epic failure with live streaming. <laughs> so that was fun. Slash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we, yeah. Go over to Patreon if you want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it again. <laughs> Literally. I, I didn't even mention this in the Patreon episode, but I went to bed with the worst headache from that and woke up the next day. And I think I messaged you, Katie. I had like a migraine the whole yeah. day. It was gnarly. And I think it was from the fucking stress of that live stream, which we will never do again. Sorry. We love you guys, but no. hot. Yeah. We're going to stick to regular uh, just audio and video episodes on Patreon because that was a disaster. Yeah. But- sorry. Sorry to all of you that we hyped it up, didn't happen, <laughs> then posted the video, which was horrible, and I was an utter bitch, so apologies. <laughs> it <everyone>. was great. <laughs> I was. Um, but I have some positive news about Patreon. We have two new patrons. <laughs> so I want to give a big welcome to Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Oh, hello, welcome. Amanda. And also to Amy. Hi, Amy, and oh, welcome. Hi, hi yeah. and Amy, two A names. Welcome. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and just a little quick note. Um, I know last week we mentioned it, that we need, if you're on Patreon and you want to get the merch that we send out, you need to put your, uh, if you're at the $5 or above level, you need to put your address in your settings on Patreon. Um, some of you have tried to just message your e- your address to us, and we can't put it in for you. So just a little disclaimer. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, sorry we can't do it, but that's, yeah, Patreon won't let us. So. Yeah. So that would be great. And also exciting that we saw the merch made it to some people and I was dying because I really wanted to see how they turned out and they do look cute and now I want one myself um but also (laughs) thanks we're in the process of making another one for the next year's up so we'll keep you guys posted because it should be a fun I'm thinking a coffee mug I think that yeah yeah, I think that's great, especially for the Exmos that can finally enjoy coffee if they wish to do so. <laughs> or alcohol in that cup. I sometimes drink alcohol out of a coffee mug, so, you know. Oh, nice. Nice. You know. I like it. <laughs> classy. So classy. So that's all I have for announcements. Do you have anything else? No, I think that's it. Perfect. So, you guys, I get to introduce our very special guest who we've mentioned multiple times, but she's never been a guest so far. But today we have the Should lovely. Do you do it. Do it. Dusty. <laughs> you guys Hi, are so cute. <laughs> Hi, Dusty. <laughs> Oh, hello. We're so happy to have Dusty on. Um, we feel like we know her. I mean, we're we're friends. We just haven't met in person. But um, yeah. Hi, Dusty. Thanks for being on with us. Uh, thanks for having me. This is a dream come true. I'm fangirling over here. No, stop it. We're fangirling. We are so excited to have you on the show. I love following all of your Instagram stuff. You inspire me to get my ass up and clean, although it <laughs> doesn't happen. But I feel or I feel you on the organization. I yeah. am a planner. I am an I love scratching off things for my list. So yeah, I relate you high but nothing else does. <laughs> oh, so good. It's so good. <laughs> but, uh. So Dusty uh, is going to share some of her story today. She grew up in the Mormon church like we did as well. So Dusty, why don't you take it away wherever oh. you'd like to start? What? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Wait, wait. Two things. <laughs> I was like, oh, I heard all, Sarah. 
Dusty is also in outer darkness. I do just want oh, yeah. to that. Oh, she's our outer she... darkness patron. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, in outer darkness. It's going to be epic. Um, <laughs> not wait to party with you. And second of all, happy Canadian Thanksgiving slash Indigenous People Day. Because I know it was Canada this past weekend. It was, yeah. yeah it was uh, Thanksgiving yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yes. So Monday. And it was awesome. <laughs> Exactly. I have to share. Can I, I know I'm totally stealing your thunder right now. And no, you're you're talking, but it's just a funny story that was like coincidental that you were going to be on the show today. So yesterday, my friend Karen. Hi, Karen. She's like one of our number one. Not one of our, but she listens to every episode. Um, and she was like, oh, do you want to go to a Canadian Thanksgiving in Berlin? I found this like restaurant is doing Thanksgiving dinner for Canadians. Like, do you want to go? And so I was like, yeah, of course I'll pretend to be Canadian. Like I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> so we show up and it's this awkward, like long table with chairs all around it. That's reserved. And they were like, Oh, hello. Welcome to the Canadian German society, like of relation, like some type of relationships or diplomatic society. And we were like, what the fuck did we walk into? <laughs> like, what did we sign up to? They just said it was Thanksgiving food. That's why we're here. And they're like, please sit at the table with all of these Canadians. And we were like, um, can we have our own table? <laughs> I was like, my knee's bad. I, 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 Karen, let's have our own table. So we sat right beside them and had to pretend the whole time that we were part of this society. And we're like, cheers. And I was like, oh, I love Canada. I do. Canada's great. I was like, Karen, you can't blow my cover. I have to be Canadian. And like That's everything amazing. they brought out, they brought out like beaver tail dessert, which I had never heard of, but apparently it's a thing. It is. Yeah, it is. It's fucking delicious. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I get them at the rodeos mostly. <laughs> so Katie, do you know of a beaver tail? No, I was waiting. Someone's got, <laughs> you got to explain it to me. <laughs> so I ate one in a German restaurant. So, you know, cautiously, like I'm sure in Canada it's a thousand times better. So please ignore me if I don't describe it properly. But it tasted like a beignet to me, basically. Yeah. Like fried dough. It was really nice, but sweet. Mm. Yeah, like usually with like sugar melted on top or sometimes oh. caramel on it. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so good. And it's shaped like a little tail, like a little beaver tail. Oh, so cute. So Canadian. So Canadian. <laughs> Anyways, that's my story. So I celebrated with you, Dusty. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> It was I hope great. you threw like a few A's on the end of your sentences to not blow a? your cover. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jake, sorry. Back to me on you. that all the time <laughs> that I say A all the time. A. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, eh? <laughs> I love it. <sighs> so now that Sarah derailed the conversation. Just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Back to you, Dusty. Tell us all the things. Tell us all the things. How you were Mormon and how you left the church. I was super Mormon. I grew up super Mormon. Um, I got married to a return missionary. Um, we didn't get married in the temple right off because scandal. we were naughty. <laughs> I know scandal. So scandalous. Okay, so I want to like say something here to pe- anyone who didn't grow up Mormon. I, we've mentioned it before, but if you haven't heard our other episodes, if you are like physically intimate in almost any way <laughs> with your like fiance uh, or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, you're not allowed. You're not worthy to go get married in the temple. So a lot of times they'll have. Um, weddings either like in the church the like just church building or maybe they'll have them society room yep (laughs) yeah yeah so that's what Dusty did Uh, Dusty did you feel like judgment for that from oh so much like yeah really like even the words too bad you didn't do it the right way were said (gasps) to me yeah Um, (laughs) yeah and even um like I, so where I grew up, there's a temple um, in our town. Well, not my town, but the town I went to high school. Actually, our high school shares a parking lot with the temple. 
slow. So, yeah. And um, they always did carriage rides around temple grounds for, like, brides and grooms that had gotten married. And as a little girl, I, like, really wanted that. And because I didn't get married in the temple, I didn't get a carriage ride, but both my sisters did. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. So anytime I see that carriage when I go home, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Oh, so one like, of those things. So are you, so did you come like grow up in like a very Mormon family then? Like with yeah, very parents yeah. Um, my parent, my dad was a bishop. He was in the bishopric when I was really young. He then was on like the high council, and then he was bishop of our ward. I'd moved out, but I still went home a bit, so I'd be home and he'd be doing bishop type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. My now husband, he actually threatened to marry us in his living room one time. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> we were living together. I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over. But um, but he said something about, like, you guys have been together for a while now. I could just marry you right now. And we were like, oh, my oh, God. No. <laughs> no. We're okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm good. I'll do it on my own time. Thank you. <laughs> Good for you. Okay, so you you got married to your first husband, uh, not in the temple, but then, so for listeners who don't know, if you do that, you have, well, I don't know if they have this anymore, but I remember growing up, you could get married civilly, and then they forced you to wait a year, yeah, and then you exactly. could get sealed in the temple. Is that what happened with you? Yeah, exactly a year to the day we got sealed, yeah. Wow. And we had to do temple prep, even though... My ex was, like, he was a return missionary, um, but we still had to do, like, the temple prep classes together, which Ugh. I don't know why they call them that, because it in no way, shape, or form prepares you for the temple. No. Like, wow. there's there's no actual explanation of what you were about to have to go through. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah, because it's secret. It, well, yeah. secret, but it's secret, so you're not supposed to actually know. Sarah, did you take those classes? Yeah, I was just going to say, I took those classes, and I remember, like, every class thinking, like, oh, today's the day, we're going to find out, and then we didn't, and I was like, oh. And then I thought, ah, oh, it's it's probably because it's not going to be that shocking when you go through the temple, and then when I went through, I was like, uh, yeah, Lord that simple prep class, <laughs> yeah, did nothing to prepare me. In no way, yeah. So we did those, we got sealed, um, I... Yeah, I struggled a lot through, like, my teen years with, like, depression. Um, didn't know it at the time, but, like, a lot of OCD, um, a lot of anxiety. But was just always told, you know, read your scriptures, pray, do service, quit focusing on yourself. If you're not selfish, then you won't have those feelings. Ugh. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, so oh. I really struggled really badly. And then getting married at such a young age, I was... 18 when we got married. We're 18. I just graduated from high school. Tiny <laughs> little baby. I, yeah. Like I look at 18 year olds now and I'm like, you are so little and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of myself when I was 18 and I was an idiot. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, even me at 25, I was an idiot. Oh, so. God. Same, well, same. Even at 33, I'm an idiot. So just calm yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, same. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. So he wanted to go back to BYU because that's where he'd gone before his mission. And I didn't accept it to BYU. Yeah, but um, it didn't work out with, so because we got married in Canada, he was a U.S. citizen, but I'm a Canadian citizen, so we should have had to go through immigration. Yeah, it was so... I couldn't just go to school because I was married to an American. So immigration thought like I was trying to sneak into the country with a student visa. It was a whole big thing. <laughs> oh my God. Apologies yeah. on my behalf for my country. It's no, ridiculous. it's fine. It's actually a good thing that I didn't go. <laughs> yeah. So, Cause this means you didn't go to BYU, right? Yeah, so yeah. See you. So we stayed in Canada. Um, he started going to a college here and I was really far away from my family. First time I'd really been, you know, more than a quick trip to my family's house. And I was really depressed. I was having a really, really hard time. I actually ended up in the hospital um, on suicide watch because I was just a mess. And Mm. my mental health was not good. I wasn't taking care of myself. It was was not a good situation. 
Um, so due to that and everything kind of getting screwed up, they started putting me on different meds. Um, my hormones were all crazy and I ended up getting pregnant um, at 19. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Way too young. Way too young. Um, so we were, you know, going to church every Sunday. We had callings. We were both Sunday school teachers. I taught like 13, 14 year olds, which was so weird because like they were like my siblings age. It was so it was so strange. Yeah, they're not even that much younger than you. No, you really weren't. And so I was pregnant. I was teaching these teenagers and they were asking these questions that I had always had, but I always assumed like adults knew the answers and <laughs> realizing there was like nothing in the manual and there was no way to answer these questions. I started getting really frustrated. Like how was I supposed to teach these kids and be honest with them when there was no information to give them you know yeah yeah totally that's a really good yeah. point to make yeah so that was really had a really hard time with that I um was really sick with my pregnancy and it turned out that my son actually had a genetic disorder that's very very rare um but it means that they don't they don't survive like they aren't it's not a viable pregnancy so mm. yeah so that was pretty terrible um I'm really sorry to hear that. That's yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was it was really tough, and that was kind of that was kind of the breaking point of, of you know I got blessings that I was going to have a healthy pregnancy and that the baby was going to be healthy and we were going to be strong. But doctors were telling me like, no, he's he has like severe birth defects. He's never going to leave a hospital if he even survives birth. Aww. So it was really confusing that way. Um, so technically I had an abortion at 31 weeks, a late term abortion, because I just, it was torture. It was torture every day, waking up and wondering if he was going to, you know, be, if he was still alive or if I was going to have to go into the hospital and have like his heart checked. Like it was, oh. it was absolute hell. I wouldn't oh wish God. the worst enemy. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm, also, I just want to take this time to say thank you for even sharing that. Like, that's a that's a very personal and obviously something close to your heart and traumatic thing that you went through and are still, I'm sure, think about daily. Like, that's something you don't just forget about. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a huge part of your life. And I think for me, I've never gone through something like that, but it's still it's incredible to hear the power and strength that you had to make that decision and to, to be able to do that at such a young age. And I'm sure there's so many listeners who are going to relate or feel comfort by what you're sharing. Yeah. yeah. I, hope, I hope me sharing my story, somebody out there knows that they're not alone and mm -hmm. that taking care of yourself in a bad situation, even if other people say you're selfish or, you know, playing God or whatever, you don't listen to them. You need to take care no. of yourself. So. Um, Dusty, I, um, God, Dusty makes me cry like every single time. No. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I actually listened to Dusty was a guest on Jake's podcast, not so Peter Priested. And you talked about this a little bit more in depth. Oh my God. I'm like choking up, but I just wanted to tell you, I wanted to reiterate what Sarah said that like, thank you so much for sharing this and being so open and, my heart like breaks for 19 year old Dusty, but it's so important to, to share this, like you said, to let people know they aren't alone in yeah. those situations. So thank you. Like I'm thinking of what's going on like in Texas for you guys and how, you know, they were banning abortions and yeah. it's not a black and white situation. No. Like things right. like this happen and it's to have the government intervene and say, no, you're not allowed to make this choice. Like, oh. yeah. I could I couldn't imagine some poor girl going through not even some poor girl. I know that there's women in their forties that have this type of thing happen that yeah, yeah. You know, it's for the it's for the best and to be told like you're not allowed to. I couldn't I could not imagine what they're going through. It just breaks my heart. Yeah. Right. And, and then on top of that Oh, sorry, go ahead, Sarah. <clears throat> no, I was just gonna say I think what you said is is such a good point to reiterate reiterate that it, abortion's not a black and white thing. It's never been, and people who, you know, we choose to say that, yeah, of course we are pro-choice, but that means 
that it because it's not a black and white situation. It's not like every woman's going to be like, oh, I want to, you know, get pregnant and, you know, on on purpose and have an abortion. Like, I can't wait to choose to have an abortion. It's not like that. It's not a black and white situation. And it's so different for every single woman. And that's the point that, you know, you don't we're not wanting the government to step in and also to say, like, oh, not only are we going to not allow this to happen, but we want you to rat on every person who, you know, who has had one or is thinking of having one. Like, that's fucking handmaid's tell shit. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, 100%. And it's just not fair because usually the people that are in those types of situations don't have the support that they need to begin with. Yeah. So to take anything that they have away from them, I just, oh, it infuriates me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then on top of that, too, kind of getting back to, like, your story is that you had the Mormon church telling you that you're going Mm -hmm. to have a healthy child and you're realizing that the reality is different from what this religion is telling you yeah yeah it was it was a complete contradiction like I had gotten my patriarchal blessing just a few months before and it told me that we would have you know many children in the church and sons and daughters and and so it was still pretty clear in my mind that this is not what this is not my future this is not what's supposed to happen so yeah yeah it was tough um so yeah so had him um after that our marriage kind of just fell apart um like I I was just angry I was just so angry I was angry at him um he was we were pretty toxic to each other like I don't want to say he was just a bad person and that's why our marriage didn't work out but um he was very like very cold he I was laying in the hospital bed holding my son's body and he asked my doctor how long until I could get pregnant again. Oh my God. Oh my God. The rage I'm feeling right now. Like it was very much, you know, it was our job to multiply and replenish the earth and we had to get on that. Right. So. Yes. So disgusting and cold and just, Where's the fucking empathy? You're laying in the hospital holding your son and he asked that question as if you already, I'm sure, were going through all kinds of emotions and stress yeah. and, you know, and that's the last thing you want to hear from your husband who's supposed to support you. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was just, we were on such different paths of healing. Like, I never wanted to be pregnant again at all. Like, I just, I couldn't imagine doing that all over again. And he yeah. was like, "We need to have more babies. That's our job here on Earth, or whatever." So, yeah. God, yeah. So <laughs> about, um, so on the anniversary of my son's death or birth or however you want to call it, um, I I just was done. Like we we went away for the weekend and stayed in a hotel, and I was like, "I'm I'm done. I can't I can't do this with you anymore." And he was so angry um he like immediately moved out of our house he came back while I was at work one day and smashed up a bunch of stuff like oh my god yeah yeah. and so I went to like my bishop for help and he simply reminded me of the covenants that I had made in the temple (gasps) holy shit yeah so um I ended up getting evicted from our place that we were renting because it was you know, destroyed because of him. Um, okay, up- I'm gonna. Pu- I have to interject here, you guys. When we talk about how the Mormon Church is a fucking sexist, patriarchal bullshit religion, here is a great example. That, oh, like, what you went through, and yeah. you went to you went to your bishop for help, and he's telling you, no, you made a covenant with that abusive man, and so you have to stay. Like, what I, mm, I'm livid. I'm livid. I'm livid as well. That's so, uh, like, good thing you were strong enough, like, obviously, to get through that. But so many women wouldn't be, or men. They would just say, like, right, this is what the bishop has told me to do. And, and yeah, he's right. Okay, I just got to stick it out. Like, I have to stay in this situation no matter what. And it's it infuriates me because this whole fucking religion preys on vulnerable people, and most of the time women. And I hate it. 
yeah, it's, it's disgusting. And I felt just, yeah, I just, I was so angry. Like, um, he ended up, he ended up leaving the country. He went back down to the States, um, went to BYU. Of course. (laughs) Um, Of course he did. Yeah. I filed for divorce. Um, and I also filed a petition for, um, just because he owed, like he completely cleaned out like our savings account, rocked up our credit card. I had nothing left. And so, like, I filed a petition to that trying to, like, stop him from getting into BYU because for your, like, ecclesiastical endorsement or whatever, you're not supposed to owe anyone, like, you're not supposed to have any outstanding debts that you're not taking care of and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously, that never got brought up because he he went. He went to BYU. So. Wow. Yeah. So I filed for divorce. Got that ball rolling. Um, our divorce wasn't finalized until 2007. Um, yeah, it was. I think it was October 2007, and he had sent out engagement announcements and wedding invitations about three weeks before our divorce was actually finalized. So, to another woman. Yeah. Oh. Oh my god, this story. <laughs> yes. He he sent my parents like a wedding announcement. Oh, they were like Okay, okay I'll so edit this out. <laughs> I'll edit this out if you want me to edit this out, but fuck that guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this guy. And that also just shows, yeah, like the culture at BYU. He's not even divorced yet. And he's Shouldn't engaged to probably yeah, he's engaged to probably some freshman at BYU. That's so fucking gross. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, it was like I was shocked by it. I was absolutely shocked by it. And um so the reason I even found out about it other than like my parents got one in the mail is because somebody had been out to the graveyard where we had buried our son and mm-hmm. said, "Oh, Dusty did such a beautiful job designing the headstone." And I was like, "What?" Like, I had designed a headstone, but, of course, between the split between us, it had never been taken care of and and dealt with. And he had taken his little bride-to-be and had placed the headstone on my child's grave with (gasps) his little fiancé. Oh, my God. This guy is horrible. I'm sorry. Again, we can edit this if you want, but he... I don't it's think he'll a, listen to this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I don't regret it. That You're, is horrible. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I already disliked him from hearing your episode with Jake, but it's just like, <laughs> whoa, he gets fucking worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like in his defense, that's how the men in the church are raised. I that's didn't true. hold up my covenants. I wasn't, you know, a little incubator for all his babies. He had, he was supposed to go and find someone that would do that, right? Like in his, I mean, I'm trying, I'm not trying to excuse his behavior because I think he's awful. I mean, I I actually don't even think about him enough to really care about him anymore, but his behavior, yeah, his behavior (laughs) then was very awful. (laughs) Well, yeah, (laughs) but it very is, it is very true to form and it's true of what uh, the men are taught in the church. So yeah, yeah, you're yeah, spot on. Yeah. And like, he was so angry with me because like men who've been divorced can't be bishops. And he had had in his patriarchal oh. blessing that he was going to be a leader in the church. Oh, Dusty. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. So wow. like he, he was very, like, I think that's where his, like his rage and his trying to punish me came from is because I stopped his ability to climb that ladder you know I'm really glad you did because I don't think he'd be a very good bishop (laughs) could you imagine him like trying to to like sit with like teenagers who are going through really traumatic things I couldn't like no I do not want that to happen to any teenagers no no so like not trying to excuse but again that's where you know that's where he was coming from is that he'd been stripped of that ability to be a leader or whatever. And it was my fault, of course. Right. So. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, we got divorced. Um, I went completely off the rails. I didn't care about anything or anyone. I walked away from the church because I just felt like, 
like I tried to go to I went to our family ward for a while but of course you know everybody is staring at me and knows kind of the story because nobody can keep anything quiet in the church (laughs) no celestial Jesus yep (laughs) so I started going to like a singles ward but there I was met with a bishop saying basically you have been married, you are tainted goods, you need to only date other divorced men or men who are converts who have already. Oh my God. Didn't we hear that in this, another episode, Katie, like we had a guest on, I'm so sorry that I don't remember who it was, but I swear that they mentioned that as well, that when they were divorced and went to a singles ward, that like, that was the same approach. The bishop was like, yeah, date other divorcees. Yeah. yeah, I've heard it from like multiple people that it's almost like, um, yeah, the virgins go with the virgins. And if you've had sex, even if it was within like marriage, but you got divorced, you've had sex. So you need to like go with the other divorced people as yeah. if you are a literal piece of chewed gum. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so then you have the guys who are just going to church to like, you know, for the look of it, but they they know you are that chewed piece of gum. And so they're on you like white on rice trying to like, you know, have sex with you and do all these things with you because you're already tainted. So it doesn't matter. Right. Like, Oh, Uh, I know. I know those guys like, so well I can, I, and even that feeling of like how they look Mm -hmm. at you as if like, Oh, well you've done it before. So you'll probably do it with me. And like, I can just use you. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't feel like I had a place anymore. I didn't belong in a family ward. I didn't have a family. Um, I didn't belong in a singles ward. So I just kind of was like, fuck it, I'm done. Like, I'll just figure it out on my own and live my life. And maybe, maybe someday I'll come back, right? So Mm -hmm. yeah, lived my life, partied a lot. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Yes. I applaud you. I'm tipping my imaginary hat to you right now, Dusty. Yeah, like, looking back, I don't know how I didn't, like, die of alcohol poisoning or something, but, like, going going to your job and then going out partying and then showing up to your job the next day still drunk. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Trying to keep it together and then, like, the hangover hitting around lunchtime. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, oh, I can't. I can't yeah. even, like, no. I can't even think about that right now. I have a glass of, of, of two of wine and I'm like dead the next day. I can't. <laughs> I don't know who that girl But she had right? a lot of fun. That's <laughs> all that matters. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was living with this girl. We partied together a lot. Um, she had a lot of friends and she had this one friend who I had kind of like heard of but had never really met. Um, and then one day I walked into a Tim Hortons, which if you're not Canadian. <gasps> I love Tim Hortons. <laughs> I love it. Oh. So it's, it's it's like a Canadian staple. So I walked in and there was two lineups to two cash registers. And I looked over and this guy looked really familiar. I was like, I'm pretty sure we have like friends in common, like on Facebook and whatever. And he was looking at me too. And he said, oh, are you so-and-so's roommate? And I was like, yeah, I'm Dusty. And he was like, oh. So he introduced himself. His name's Patrick. And, and yeah. And uh, oh, oh. Story. Story. <laughs> yeah, he bought me a coffee and we got to talking and we both had blackberries. This is how long ago this was. <laughs> we didn't exchange um, phone numbers. We exchanged like the blackberry ping things. <laughs> the, the, the blackberry <laughs> messenger. So you put your phone sets together and they both like buzz really happily and you become friends. Oh, my God. I, I'm not going to lie, you guys. I miss my Blackberry. I, I thought that was the jam. Like, I was so cool. Oh, yeah. so business. I was like, what's that? Let me get my Blackberry out in my calendar. What's that now? Let me just check my BBM one second. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's how, um yeah, we started. We became friends. He had a girlfriend at the time. I was dating everyone and anyone so uh, yes, <laughs> yes yes but more importantly what kind of coffee did you get at Tim Hortons and what kind of donut because I a need to- double double for sure because that's all I drank back then 
And I'm sure I just got like an assorted box of Timbits. So, which oh, are donuts to Americans. I don't know what those are. <laughs> they're like donuts, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're just like a bunch of different donut holes, basically. And they're the best. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we became friends. We hung out a few times. A um, couple years or so went by and he had broken up with his girlfriend. I again, was just dating anyone and everyone. I didn't really care. And he Blackberry messengered me one day. <laughs> and <laughs> Thank God you still had a Blackberry. What, what would have happened if you didn't? <laughs> and he was like, hey, you're going to meet me at six o'clock. We're going on a date. <laughs> oh. And I was like, no, we're not going on a date. And he was like, nope, we're going on a date. I'm taking you out on a date. And so we went out, like, I think we went out for pizza and then we met up with a bunch of friends that we had in common and like went out to the club and he was like, oh, I forgot my camera. I need to go grab it out of the car. Will you come with me? And so we walked out to grab his camera and he kissed me and it was magical. (laughs) And that's when I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Also, remember the days when you had a separate camera and a phone, you carried them both (laughs) around? Amazing. For our younger listeners, because we have quite a few, they're probably listening to this and being like, what? There was a camera in the car? Why? (laughs) What's a blackberry? (laughs) Like the fruit? (laughs) (laughs) So good. So, yeah, that that was it. I just, I knew that he was the one I was always supposed to be with. And, yeah. Yeah, he um we got married in 2012 in oh, the wow. middle of a blizzard. <laughs> and not in the Mormon Relief Society room this time. <laughs> no, we, actually, we got married in the Mormon church in a national park. So they were like ripping hmm. stuff down to like do renovations on it. And that was the church I'd always gone to in the summer times as a kid. And it's right in the middle of the national park and it's gorgeous. It has this rock exterior. It was beautiful. And so I called the Bishop and I was like, Hey, what would be the chances of you holding off on renovations and marrying us? And he was like, I'll do it. (laughs) Oh Oh my God. At this point you weren't like a practicing Mormon, but you, but you still got married by a Bishop. I mean, I guess that makes sense because they can like marry people, even if you're not like an active Mormon at the same age he would always like like we always worked in the national park together at hotels and he would like joke around with like like guys would be like oh yeah that dusty girl and be like yeah I've seen her naked and they'd be like what he's like yeah we used to bath together when we were toddlers <laughs> oh. oh I see at first I, I didn't catch the part that you were the same age and I was like sorry yeah. dusty why were you taking baths with your bitch <laughs> Let's, let's yeah. casually go over that. Yeah. So the bishop's son, that would be a real, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He'd known me like my entire life. He was like more, he was like, I'd love to marry you guys. That would be awesome. Like he did a really good job. It wasn't preachy. It was perfect. Oh, good. So, good. Oh, good. Uh, so yeah. how, how was your husband's um, relationship with Mormonism? Like, did he know about it or? Uh, He was was not raised in the church. Um, So his grandma got remarried um, like just before he was born or right after he was born. I don't remember. And she married a man who was Mormon. And so she joined the church. And so she kind of like wanted her kids to investigate the church. And so he was baptized, I believe, when he was like nine. Mm -hmm. I might have that wrong. But um, it just never really, like, worked out for his family. He always thought it was really weird. And so, (laughs) like, when they started doing, like, Cub Scouts when he was 12, he's like, this is not for me. And he just, he was like, I don't want to go to church anymore. And so his family just never really stuck with it. They were only active for, like, so he knew what Mormonism was, but. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he is because he's been baptized, but that's as far as it ever went, so. Nice. That seems like it's perfect for like your situation too, where you were raised in it. And so like you both kind of know about it and all of that, but you're not 
in it. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's gone to, like, sacrament meetings for, like, missionary farewells and stuff. And, like, he's not, like, totally weirded out by it because he knows what it's about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, after you got married, or I'm guessing you still had, like, your your name on, like, the church records? Yeah, I did. I I would go every once in a while, but it like it wasn't really a driving force in my life. And like mm-hmm. Patrick had never he was like, if you want to go, go. He's like, but don't ever make me go. He's like, I'll never <laughs> I'll never go back. And I and we never really like discussed why or anything. Uh-huh. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. So we just kind of left it at that, went on with life. Um, I took my yoga teacher training and it started like making me question a lot more about like religion in general, just learning about these religions that are so ancient. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it just like, it just made me think like, how, how does this all play out? You know what I mean? Like how did some 14 year old guy. Right. How did he have a vision of Moroni in his bedroom yeah. and then put his head in a hat and he has it all right. Even though. <laughs> Yeah, all these ancient <laughs> people even know about the hat thing. So <laughs> I was never taught about that. So I was like, I don't understand. And I don't like these religions that people say are like not correct, have so much more, they have so much more truth in my mind than this little narrow minded group of people, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So between like teaching yoga and like working on all of that and taking classes and stuff, I just started to really feel like, I needed more information, more answers out there. Um, ended up getting pregnant with our oldest son um, and was just like really obviously worried. And it was great. He was totally healthy. He is totally healthy. Um, ended up asking, like I asked Patrick, like, should we have him blessed in the church? And he was like, I don't think a blessing is going to hurt anything. So if that would make you happy, go for it. So I had my dad bless him. It wasn't during like a church service. Like we had a family dinner and invited mm-hmm. like all our family together. And my dad blessed him and it was beautiful. Oh, yeah. And then um, we had our next son exactly two years later. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> again, like asked my dad and my dad so they were doing the circle for people who aren't, have never been Mormon. They've maybe never seen. So all the men get in a circle and they hold the baby in the middle and they pray over the baby and kind of like bless them with like, I don't know. Some people get like, you'll have the gift of being able to be empathetic or you'll be really smart or, or whatever. It's kind mm-hmm. of almost fortune tellery a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so they were getting ready and my dad looked at Patrick and said, Patrick, come up here with us, bring your son. And oh. the state president was, or not the state president, the branch president was there. And he was like, oh, uh, he's not. And my dad was like, I don't think it really matters. And, and and had Patrick come into the circle with them and hold the baby and they all, and they blessed him. And it was really incredible. And that kind of got me thinking of like, well, if it doesn't really matter, then why do we have these? Like, I was so grateful that my dad, you know, like broke the rule, but I was like, again, why does it matter then? Like, why, why are they set up a certain way? Oh my God, that's such a good point. Like, yeah, I mean, and on one hand, I think that's a a testament to what a great person your dad is, but also just like, yeah, like what you're saying is, is, well, if this doesn't really matter or you don't really need to have the priesthood or yada, yada, then like, why are we doing it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And bless her child. Why couldn't? You know, my sister, she went through a divorce and she was a single mom for a while. Why couldn't she have given her son's blessings when they were sick? Oh, right. 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 Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't think that's the, the questioning my father meant for me to go down, but that's kind of <laughs> where my brain went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point, too. Like, why can't the the women join in the circle? And I mean, we all know that their answer is because the women don't have the priesthood, but neither yeah. did Patrick. So you're kind of like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and so, I, like, all yeah. that, like, um, ordained women started happening, and mm. and I wasn't sure what to think about it I think my my dad didn't understand it and we got to talking about it one time 
And he said, I just don't understand why they want it. And I said, I think that they're just looking for equality. And he looked at me and he said, if your child is bleeding, don't you think you have just as much power to pray over that child over some random man down the street? And I was like, yeah, I 100% do have that power. And I think he was meaning of like, if a mother has that much faith, they can heal somebody. But where I thought from it was, yeah, I don't need some stupid, you know, power from God in order to be a powerful. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah kind of blame my dad for making me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love how he like inadvertently made you question where you were like, well, yeah, that's a great point. I didn't yeah. say that. Take it away. <laughs> like, he was like, no, I was just trying. No, I'm sorry. No. I take it back. No. <laughs> You're just like, little woman come back here <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile a little dusty your, your head is going like wait a sec yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah so um it was only it was only a couple years ago that yeah it was just just about two years ago that I I just said to my husband like I need to I need to figure this out I don't know if I should go back to church and like get my questions answered or what I should do and he looked me square in the eyes and he said dusty there are some things that you need to know about the church and I am not going to tell you them, but you need to seek it out for yourself and you need to do your research. I will <gasps> never stop you from going to church, but you need to know what you're getting yourself back involved in. And I was like, Oh, oh my okay. God, Patrick, I tip my hat to you. To yes, Patrick. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was like very, it was like one of the only times he's really been like stern with me about something <laughs> that I was like, who is this? <laughs> And I was like, I don't, I don't know what that means. And he was like, the church is a cult. You need to go and look at information about it that isn't just from the church. And that's all yeah, he would wow. say to me. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> so where did you start by with looking into it from outside sources? I the first thing I read was the CES letter. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I downloaded it onto my tablet. Um, it was like. I don't know, it was like seven o'clock at night. I just put the babies to bed. I was curled up on the couch and I started reading it. And the next thing I knew, he was kind of like shaking my arm. He was like, it's 1130. Are you coming to bed? (laughs) And I was like, I have to finish reading this. And I read it straight through that night. And that was it. I was just completely, completely blown away away by the lies, by the inconsistencies, Mm -hmm. by the cover-ups. I just, Mm -hmm. I felt so bamboozled and stupid and angry that I had believed so strongly and thought, you know, maybe I could go back to it and it would be the answer to what I was looking for in life. And it would be a way for me to raise my children, these sons that I have in, in, you know, a good upstanding way. And I was so, so angry. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I I relate to that so much and I'm sure Katie does as well. But when I first read it, it took me a while to read it because I knew once I read this, I can't go back. And when I read it, I just remember being like walking around almost in this like fog. I couldn't shake it. I was like, is that what I, I don't know what to do now. Like this, I'm angry, but I'm also scared, but I'm also sad. I'm also, I feel stupid. I feel naive I feel like I just wasted so much of my time in life and and invested so much into this lie and it's like where do you go from there it's a yeah yeah Yeah, for sure yeah I was just like the next few days were a fog and I cried a lot and I journaled a lot of rageful thoughts and I yeah, I was just angry. Anything to do with the church, I just, I boxed up and put in our storage room because I couldn't even look at it without getting so upset. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, a few days later, um, Patrick turned on that South Park episode about the Mormons. <laughs> yes, our favorite. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> I was like, how have I gone 30, I guess I was 34 at the time, how have I gone 34 years and never seen this? It's more credible than the actual teachings of the (laughs) yeah I know it's like when you and it's so funny if you had watched it like as a Mormon you would have been like oh this is just so blown out of proportion and they're just doing this for shock value and then you watch it when you're out and you're like 
no, they actually like told the truth much more than the church did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that kind of like lightened everything up and I like, I kind of got over it or whatever. And um, yeah, I just, I started reaching out to family members who had already um, like left my aunt and uncle down in the States. I kind of like sneakily was like, I know you're out. I'm out too. And they're like, what? <laughs> so, it's always the best when you can connect with, especially like a family member or a, an old friend and you connect and you realize that like you've both left the church. You're just like, oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Like I joined like an Exmo group on Facebook a while back and somebody posted and I was like, wait a second, we went to school together. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and I just like liked their comment, but I like, didn't say anything. And then they they like sent me a smiley face back, and I was like, "Oh, we know." <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just kind of did that, and then um, I don't know, just kind of went on with my life. Found you guys, which was like, a- yay! <laughs> yeah. I, How did you find us, by the way? I'm trying to remember. I think I was just on. I had listened to a podcast that had mentioned, I think I found like the Mormon Stories podcast because they talked to Jeremy Rendles about the CES letter. Mm-hmm. And so I just, when I typed in like Mormon Stories, it brought up Not So Molly Mormon. And I was like, oh, what is this? And so I clicked on you guys and I played just a random episode. And I was like, oh yeah, these chicks are, they need to be friends with me. <laughs> this is oh, I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, I like finished all of your episodes in like probably like in a month I would say oh my god God, that's so flattering and also I'm like how did you endure that so much chattiness for me and cackling I like that so much that's why I feel like we're friends because I feel like I've sat and like talked with you guys for hours oh for sure yeah but yeah, like I sent to your guys' podcast to like my aunts. I've sent them to like friends and they all are like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> but yeah, so you guys helped me definitely get through like that really, what could have been, I think, a really dark period of just being really angry. And instead I found a lot of humor in it and I found this community that you know, supported me in a way I'd never, ever felt supported before. Just, it didn't, it didn't matter who I was or what I did. Just the fact that I was there, they were like, yeah, you're part of us. And that, I can never thank you guys enough for that. It's just, especially like with COVID going on, it's been very isolating being a mom of really young children, basically trapped in a house (laughs) for 18 months. So I can't imagine but also, side note, Dusty has the cutest kids ever. Oh, my God. I was going to say, I just didn't want to interrupt when you were talking, but holy shit, your kids are cute. <laughs> They're so adorable. Like, every time I'm just like, if she, if Dusty posts a video or a story on Instagram, I'm just like, these kids are so adorable. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a good mama. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and thank you so much for those sweet compliments to, like, I think this is our podcast has grown more than Sarah and I expected, but we really love the community, like everyone in this community and how everyone like we've said this so many times, but everyone truly is so supportive and cool and kind. And it just blows my mind. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys created a family that I really needed and I'm forever grateful for because, Mm. yeah. (laughs) I, I needed you both and all of you. Oh, <laughs> I know. It's like amazing. It's like all of our listeners became friends. We're friends with them. It's like this amazing, cool community, but not a cult. Okay. I just want to emphasize <laughs> we are not oh, a cult. Uh. We are just friends. But also, I think it's so cute that you and Jake are like besties. And it's so <laughs> adorable to me. I love it. I, I love it great. too. Oh, and another happy note, since we're kind of wrapping up here, but Dusty, you got your records removed, yeah? Yeah, I was going to tell you, I should be getting my confirmation letter any day now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You get that letter, message us, and we will both do a little, I'm not going to even try a live stream again, we're not going down that. But we'll we'll toast, okay? I'll do a little story and have a drink and toast 
in your in your name to celebrate you getting your names or, or your records removed yeah absolutely it'll be it'll be good I feel I already feel like a sense of relief like I I didn't really worry about it I was like oh it's not really hurting anything and then I um like Jake actually messaged me and he was like did you hear about Holland's talk and I was like no send it to me and I I couldn't even get through it my stomach was it felt like I had a block of cement in my stomach. And I was like, my name's still associated with this bullshit. Like, and I sat down that day and I got my paper written and I <laughs> called Jake crying. and was like, I have to call my parents because they deserve to know. And he's like, you got this. You can do it. It's fine. <laughs> called my parents oh. and told them and dropped it in the mail. God, that's so amazing. Like, I haven't even told my mom. I know. That I have my name. You have it? Oh, my God. Oh, it's terrifying. Um, my mom was really upset. She was kind of trying to gaslight me and like, well, what is it hurting? It's not bothering anyone. You can't make changes from the inside if you're out. And I, I just couldn't have that conversation with her. And then I called my dad and my dad was like, well, you're an adult, so it's your decision. And I was like, so you're, you're good. He's like, yeah, love you. I was like, okay. Dusty, I like your dad. I feel like I, I would know. be friends with your dad. <laughs> he's really cool. Like, he's the least judgmental. He's the kindest. He's Yeah, he's just a really cool man. And the older I get, the more I realize that he's just, like, a really cool guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. We see where you get it from. Oh, exactly. <laughs> but also, I have to say, like, Dusty, when you... So, when Dusty um, called her mom and also did her paper, like, submitted her paperwork to get her records removed. She sent us videos and it was so touching. Like I literally, when I played it, cause I didn't know, I was like, Oh, I just got a notification that Dusty sent me a video. And I was on the couch with Greg watching probably some trash TV. Let's be honest. Or <laughs> and I was like, Oh, and then when I started, cause I thought it was just like a meme or like a funny video or something. And when I clicked on it, I immediately started like tearing up and was just like, pause it, pause it, Greg, pause it. I'm having an emotional moment right now. And I was like, isn't this so sweet? Like, and it was, it was an incredible message and very touching. So thank you for sending that to us. It was oh amazing. my God. Yeah. Like I've told you guys before, I think Dusty has made me cry. <laughs> like, I don't even know how many times you've made me cry, Dusty, but I opened Sorry. that and I started like sobbing. And my boyfriend was like, are you okay? And I was like, they're happy tears. They're happy tears. It's just Dusty again. (laughs) Aw. I just was like, I felt so like, I just, I just needed you to know that you were so instrumental in my, you know, putting on my big girl pants and being a grown up. (laughs) Oh my goodness. My heart is so happy. Yeah. Yeah. We're so happy. And also we're like, well, shit, maybe... It got me thinking, like, maybe I should tell my mom. But then I'm like, oh, she's Southern. I don't know. I don't... <laughs> Let's just leave guys... it alone. <laughs> you know, I know something funny. Um, my dad, who also is a bishop, as I've said before, and he's also a very, very amazing human, he actually called me. I think it was maybe close to a year ago. He called me, and we had a conversation, and he just kind of randomly asked me, like, so what do you believe in like religion wise and I was honest with him and then he asked me if I'd had my records removed and I said yes and uh so now my parents know I didn't I haven't told my mom in person but I'm pretty sure that he uh told her but I mean it went it went okay for me so I don't know (laughs) god damn it you both have now I feel the pressure (laughs) now I will and I will say like my dad and I have probably talked more in the last two months than we've talked in the last two years. Like there was always a little bit of an awkwardness between us and it's like that kind of evaporated because he no longer has to worry about why I'm not in church and stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's like that honesty. Yeah. Sorry, my little guy's whining in the background. (laughs) (laughs) I heard him. He's so cute. Well, I think that we can wrap this up, but Dusty, seriously, thank you so much for not only being a guest, but for being our patron, being our friend, being a troll slayer, being a huge support to us. We love you and feel very honored that you wanted to take the time to come here and tell us your amazing story. 
Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show and for putting up with me constantly doing your name because now I can never just say Dusty. It's going to be Dusty. And it makes me so happy. So thanks for putting up with my bullshit and for just being amazing. We love you. We love you. Oh, you guys, I love both of you so much. Emotion. All right, listeners, we'll be back next week. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.